On today's episode, shutdowns, SBs, and senators doing standard Senate stuff. The toss-up will come to order for the session of December 3rd, 2021. I'm today's speaker, Donovan Douglas, and welcome to the Apolitical Politics Podcast for people who hate politics podcasts. The chair recognizes the Texas legislator. On November 29th, Governor Greg Abbott officially announced his intentions to run for re-election. Other candidates who have announced their intentions to run include Democrats Beto O'Rourke, Deirdre Gilbert, and Michael Cooper, as well as Republicans Alan West, Don Huffines, and Chad Prather. On December 2nd, the laws passed during the spe- second special session during the second special session of the Texas legislature have gone into effect. Some of these laws include one that requires teachers to avoid any political bias while teaching racial issues. And there is one slightly controversial law, the law that allows Texans to sue for having their viewpoints blocked on social media, which was actually um, deemed by a court unconstitutional. And SB number four reduces the number of weeks after a pregnancy a woman can take abortion-inducing drugs from 10 weeks to 7 weeks. Now, on this topic of abortion, in the Supreme Court, they are currently overseeing a case about a Mississippi law that would reduce the viability for abortions from 22 to 23 weeks to 15 weeks. And the heartbeat bill in Texas reduces that viability all the way to six weeks. Now, if the Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade, which looks like it's going to happen, then the decision for abortions the legality and the viability of them will be entirely up to the states. Finally, Senate Bill Number 9, which also went into effect on Thursday, set a requirement for Texas schools to teach on subjects like child abuse, dating violence, and sex trafficking when students are in middle school and high school with parent permission. Finally, Abbott elected to not call for a fourth special session, despite calls from around 20 Republicans. The primary reason they cited for requiring another special session is to ban vaccine mandates. This follows the COVID vaccine executive order Abbott issued back in October and is a very timely issue given the presence of Omicron in America. The chair recognizes the House of Representatives. Mr. Speaker, the House returned from biting into Turkey to trying to avoid biting the dust when it comes to money this week. The government shutdown deadline is looming for today the 3rd, and hopefully the House will be able to pass a stopgap bill, call that because it's supposed to stop the gap, by 11.59 tonight to fund the government. Even Congress is getting on the end-of-the-date due date bandwagon. Reporters uh, from Reuters report that legislatures have, have reached an agreement and will pass it before this episode drops, but the question is whether it'll get through the Senate in time, because this bill would have to get through a Republican filibuster. Post-recording update, the answer is yes, it did. The gap is stopped, which means that the next big money problem is the debt ceiling, but we'll be mentioning that a little bit in more detail in the next episode when things transpire to the point that we can even talk about it. On Tuesday, a bipartisan group of 87 representatives sent an open letter to President Biden asking him to request that Congress include further funding for replenishment of Israel's Iron Dome missile defense system in the stopgap bill. Now, the Iron Dome kept Israel mostly unharmed in the heat of the Israeli-Hamas conflict earlier this year, and Prime Minister Naftali Bennett has said he needs help replenishing it since Israel has little ability to do so on its own, and since, like the Democrats, his government also has a really small majority in the Neset legislature of Israel. On Wednesday, the January 6th committee unanimously voted to pursue another charge of contempt of Congress, this time for ex-Trump DOJ official Jeffrey Clark. Trump urged Clark to ignore the subpoena on grounds of executive privilege, although a district appeals court is expected to nullify a Trump 
Trump's claims as unfounded, since the incumbent executive, President Biden, has chosen not to exert privilege. And finally, in Representatives Behaving Badly, Marjorie Taylor Greene on Monday called fellow Republican Nancy Mace of South Carolina, quote, the trash of the GOP conference, end quote, for criticizing Republican Lauren Boebert of Colorado for Islamophobic remarks. Greene tweeted, quote, Mace, you can back up all back up off of Lauren Boebert or just go hang out with your real gal pals, the Jihad Squad. You're spelled Y-O-U-R out of your league, end quote. Boebert had also used that epithet to refer to Muslim Minnesota Democrat Ilan Omar, also requesting or also repeating a falsehood on the House floor that she had married her brother and saying that it was safe to ride in an elevator with her if she was not wearing a backpack. No disciplinary action has yet been taken against the two Republicans. Continuing with the House of Representatives, this week, coming back from Thanksgiving break, House committees met on Wednesday, December 1st, and Thursday, December 2nd, to go over Big Tech and the Astronomy Decadal Survey. Currently, Big Tech has a clear immunity when dealing with legal issues. Some reforms discussed during the hearing to... um, to uh, decrease th- this immunity include the Justice Against Malicious Algorithms Act of 2021 and the Protecting Americans from Dangerous Algorithms Act, which are all titles I bet our founding fathers definitely considered when establishing the United States. Next, the House Committee of Science, Space, and Technology went over the decadal survey conducted over the summer that, de- that takes place every 10 years and goes into what the future is for federal departments to like to research and exploration in space and other scientific fields like NASA and the Department of Energy. Dr. Robert Kennicutt was a witness at this hearing, and he explained uh, the new telescopes that will be popping up and space programs that will require international cooperation in following years with countries like Russia, who got into some hot waters with the entire international community this past week for destroying one of their satellites on a day that NASA and the ISS had a scheduled spacewalk. When uh, Russia destroyed their satellite, this caused a lot of space debris to uh, enter the atm- the area of space around the ISS and made one of th- uh, and that was planned by NASA and caused the spacewalk that was planned for that day to be canceled. Uh, I- the ISS uh, astronauts right now um, are still in their cap in, in their uh, sat- uh, spaceship, and it's important to note that on this spacecraft was al- were also two. Uh, Russian cosmonauts. It is unsure how the international community will respond to this, but more news on that will be coming further. Thank you for your time, Mr. Speaker. The chair now recognizes the Senate, who was also the Speaker. This week was a bigger week for the Senate as a whole, as a major meeting was held on Monday the 29th. During this meeting, Representative Adam Smith of Wisconsin brought H.R. 4350 to the Senate floor, which would authorize appropriations for fiscal year 2022 for military activities of the Department of Defense, for military construction, and for defense activities of the Department of Energy to prescribe military personnel strength for such fiscal year and for other significant purposes. While this was considered by the Senate, a vote will be held later on on the bill, likely next month. On Tuesday, the Senate had unanimous consent to several social and health scenarios, like designating November of 2021 as National Lung Cancer Awareness Month and expressing support for the goals of the National Adoption Month and National Adoption Day. The Senate Committee on Foreign Relations met on the 30th to discuss U.S. policy on democracy in Latin America and the Caribbean and will continue these meetings in the coming weeks. Furthermore, the committee had rescheduled meetings on the future of U.S. policy in Taiwan and had closed-door meetings on the U.S.-Russia policy likely connects to the situation with NASA. That's everything for today, folks. Join us next Friday right here on The Toss-Up as we continue to try to figure out what the heck is going on in Congress, Texas, and really everywhere. Until next time, I'm Donovan Douglas, and The Toss-Up stands adjourned until December 10th.